All right, welcome back into the We Shall Not Sleep podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again. I am so grateful to be back in a rhythm with this show. I'm so incredibly grateful for all the prayers and support for all of you who have known the predicament that my family and I have been in, and uh, we're all on the road to recovery and regaining our strength day by day. So thank you for bearing with us and being patient uh, with us throughout this last month. Uh, October 2021 is going to be a month that I could just forget as soon as possible, please. Anyway, please feel free to connect with us on Facebook. It's where I post all the updates and the new episode links. Uh, We're hosted on SoundCloud. Thank you so much to them. Our YouTube channel has the has the shows as well, and, and you can find us anywhere you have podcasts, including Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. So please connect with us there. If you ever want to give us feedback, uh, shout out to our Gmail uh, account, wsnspodcast at gmail.com. All right. So for those of you who potentially listen to my sermons on, on Sunday when I upload them, I, I just got done talking about King Josiah. What a fascinating story. You can find his story in two places in the Old Testament. That would be 2 Chronicles chapters 34 and 35 or 2 Kings 22 and 23. In this particular account, I'll be taking a lot of the stuff from the 2 Kings passage. But he is actually first mentioned and prophesied in 1 Kings chapter 13 during the reign of Jeroboam. And he basically is saying that there's there's a lot of evil things going on under King Jeroboam. And you have this guy prophesy saying, this altar here, are going to see the sacrifice, you know, it's seeing these evil sacrifices now, but someday this gentleman named Josiah is going to sacrifice all of those evil priests on this altar. So he's going to make it holy again. He's basically going to take the altar, which is used for evil. It's a it's a shrine for, for idols and, and evil things. It's actually going to be used someday during this this line of something good, actually, what it was meant for. And what we get into when you come to Josiah, the the list of kings ha- have been horrible. It's been, you know, they, they did they did evil in the eyes of the Lord, and he did evil in the eyes of the Lord just like he is his forefathers. And you have this 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 time where you have Manasseh and and Ammon, you know, his grandfather and father who were doing evil in the sight of the Lord. And at this time, it had been several generations since the the Israelites had practiced anything remotely to worshiping Yahweh. They had completely forgotten where, what their place was. And one day, one day, it's so funny, is that one of the priests finds this random book in the desecrated temple. And they're like, what is this? What's going on here? What is this? And they're like, oh. This is like this ancient book that our forefathers used to worship Yahweh with. It gave us instruction and told us our story. You see, at this point in the journey, it had been so long, they had forgotten all of that. Isn't that interesting? It kind of it kind of something that, that evokes like a film plot or a book plot of, you know, where the protagonist, he's doing his thing, he's having some hardships, and they find this mysterious book. And this mysterious book shows them the ways of life or gives them supernatural powers. I mean, you can you can see that that parallel there somewhere, right? And that's what's interesting. You can kind of put yourself in the shoes of Josiah. Things, things are like, okay, 
You know, uh, I mean, if you are a sinful person, you're living your life, it's, it's going to give you some sort of happiness, right? Because you're doing what you want, whenever you want, however you want. But it's not, it's not fulfilling the inner needs of the soul. It's, it, there's still an insatiable desire that has, has not been met. And, and that's the inner desires of the soul. That's where we believe God truly interacts with humanity, brings us joy through living a holy life. So they find this book. And they're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that this is what we're supposed to do. So Josiah, in the midst of of a lot of evil, a lot of um, sinful practices, takes this book and says, oh my gosh, no wonder why things aren't going better. I'm, I'm putting it very, very plainly. And so what he does is he tears down all of the shrines, all of the idols, and he turns the people's hearts back to Yahweh. That's what he does. And that's what he's credited for. And so you have this complete change in, in, this, in this action. And you have this break in this sinful line of kings. I'll read for you just, just briefly here in 2 Kings 23. Um, this is after they find this particular book and it's Josiah's covenant. He says, then the king sent and they gathered to him all the elders of Judah and of Jerusalem. The king went up to the house of the Lord and all the men of Judah and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem with him and the priests and the prophets and all the people, both small and great. And he read in their hearing all the words of the book of the covenant, which was found in the house of the Lord. The king stood by the pillar and made a covenant before the Lord to walk after the Lord and to keep his commandments and his testimonies and his statutes with all his heart and all his soul to carry out the words of the covenant that were written in this book and all the people entered into the covenant. So you have the king reading from the book and he begins to make this new covenant and everyone enters into it. And that's huge. As a leader, when you're presented with truth, what do you do with it? What an amazing thing for Josiah in the midst of all of this to say, no, we're, we're going we're gonna to do this. We're going we're gonna to remember who we were as a people and what Yahweh did for us. Because see, at that point, they had forgotten. So Hilkiah, this high priest who got, the, got this book and said, hey, look what we found. He's like, oh my gosh. Can you imagine sometimes with, with sinful people, when we're presented with truth, we're presented with an opportunity to reform. There's a lot of people that don't want to take that chance, right? Like, no, I... I don't want this. I don't, I don't want to deal with this. But Josiah, he has a heart change. He's humble. He confesses the sin and he turns the people back. In fact, what's credited to him, um, which is insane, is that it says, moreover, and this is something that, that uh, you find later on in, in verse 24 of 2 Kings 23. It says, Moreover, Josiah removed the mediums and the spiritists and the teraphim and the idols and all the abominations that were seen in the land of Judah and in Jerusalem, that he might confirm the words of the law, which were written in the book that Hilkiah the priest found in the house of the Lord. Before him, there was no king like him who turned to the Lord with all his heart and with all his soul and with all his might, according to the law of Moses, nor did any like him arise after him. What an amazing compliment to give a king. No one turned the hearts and the minds of people back to the Lord, nor was there anyone else that arose after him that were that was like him. What an amazing compliment. And then you get to verse 26, where it's kind of like, oh, oh. However, the Lord did not turn from the fierceness of his great wrath, which his anger burned against Judah. 
because all of the provocations with which Manasseh had provoked him, his grand, Josiah's grandfather. The Lord said, I'll remove Judah also from my sight as I have removed Israel, and I will cast off Jerusalem, this city which I have chosen, and the temple of which I said my name shall be there. Now the rest of the acts of Josiah and all that he did, are they not written in the book of Chronicles of the kings of Judah? In his days, Pharaoh Necho, king of Egypt, went up to the king of Assyria to the river Euphrates, and King Josiah went to meet him. When the Pharaoh Necho saw him, he killed him at Megiddo. The servants drove his body in a chariot from Megiddo and brought him to Jerusalem and buried him in his own tomb. Then the people of the land took Jehoaz, the son of Josiah, and anointed him and made him king in place of his father. Uh, Jehoahaz was 23 years old when he became king, and he reigned three months in Jerusalem, and his mother's name was Hamedal, the daughter of Jeremiah of Libna. He did evil in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his fathers had done. Wonderful. What a movie that would be, right? So the protagonist does all this stuff, they start getting this, and oh, he dies in battle, and then his son uh, continues this terrible trend that was before Josiah of doing evil in the sight of the Lord. So as an audience member and as a reader of this, if you could picture that, it's kind of an anticlimactic and pretty terrible ending, isn't it? Josiah did everything right, and it didn't matter in the end. It's how some people would feel, right? But remember, I think it's it's an exercise. It's not an exercise in futility. It's an exercise of humility and devotion to the Lord. Just as Paul and Jesus say in the New Testament, this life is not free of oppression or suffering. Now, some people are narcissistic and they go and seek it out where it's really not warranted. And so it becomes about them. But if you stand for truth, if you stand for the principles of scripture, you will certainly experience pushback. That's one aspect. But also, the I think the takeaway of Josiah is that you don't get extra credit for doing what you're supposed to do. See, the covenant that was established way back, generations before Josiah, was that the Israelites were going to be God's people, and then they will walk after him, and then experience the consequences if they don't. They don't get extra credit for saying, okay, well, I'm just doing what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, you're fulfilling your end of the covenant. It's not like I give you extra protection because of that. No. And there's got to be consequences of sin. Now, God's very merciful. He's incredibly merciful. You just got to go look at the story of Jonah if you want to see how merciful God is. He's not, he's not a vindictive dictator like people make him out to be in the Old Testament. Absolutely not. But he's holding to account the sin of the people. Somebody has to pay for it. And when, it, when you're talking about is sinful and where you can't even um, make a difference out between the Israelites and other people, of course they're going to experience the consequences of their sin, right? So, in this case, Josiah, he gets credited with one of the highest compliments in the Old Testament because of what he did. Think of the people that he saved. Think of the people that, that turned back to Yahweh and that potentially have died in old age or in battle, but they died serving the Lord. Josiah gets credited with that in the Bible here. And it's been written, it's been recorded for the rest of history to read. He certainly receives his reward in heaven. But don't, don't ever think for a second that because we're serving the Lord, that guarantees us like protection or free from harm for the rest of our lives. For, for certain people, sure, obviously we see that. We see the prosperity given to certain people who serve the Lord. But again, I wonder if we ask ourselves, what best serves God here? If our life is not our own and we're 
laying down our own lives for the sake of the gospel. But my question is, like, well, whom are we serving then? We're serving God's purpose. And if, it, if it's God's will that I be removed from the picture, I know that's a very difficult teaching to accept, but so be it. Because if we trust that God has what's best for us and we're going into eternity, embracing God's will, what a peaceful way to go out. Unfortunately, not a lot of people know that type of peace. And I think this particular passage can be troubling for some because they've grown up being taught or, or maybe believing themselves out of their own volition that somehow, if I do this, I deserve, I'm entitled to a life free from oppression, persecution, suffering, which I don't see where the Bible ever says that. If you don't believe me, why don't you read all 66 books and then we maybe can debrief on that. We can have a discussion. So I don't know. These are just some thoughts that I threw around on Sunday, this past Sunday at church, because this is such a strange passage. He did all this and yet for a lot of people, well, it doesn't really matter because he died, right? And then the Israelites went back to sinning because they had an evil king, right? Yeah, but does that excuse the fact? That, yeah, just because something's always been a certain way for as long as we can remember doesn't mean that that should continue, right? I think a lot of younger people can feel that way about a lot of older traditions and, and certain ways of thought, especially nowadays in America. Just because this is the way it's always been doesn't mean that it's right, nor does it mean that it's wrong. It's just that it can be up for a challenge. You can reevaluate. You can potentially push the boundaries. But here, when it's a, a group of people in a line of kings that were so evil and you have a little bit of respite, who wouldn't want to take that respite and rest in the Lord? And so no matter what your life has been prior, just remember that you can also turn it around. And the rest is up to God. Allow God to take it. We don't have to be that movie or book protagonist that is a superhero. No. But Josiah paused. He listened to the wise words of the book that Hilkiah found in the desecrated temple and said, this makes sense. This is what was missing this entire time. Let us return to Yahweh. And he was rewarded because he as I understand it, is in heaven. And how many people he saved under his influence. That's always going to be worth it. Anyway, those are just some thoughts. Thanks for joining us this week. May God bless you, and may God keep you.